G'day humans, what's a good player? Chris Fundy here with Prudy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling All-Star. Alex, how did the mountains treat you this weekend, my friend? I tell you what, it was beautiful scenery. Tumbarumba yeah. has a beautiful football ground, but yeah, I messaged you uh, things that really off-put me about the Upper Murray Football League in general. I oh, mean... No. What sort of foot, footy league doesn't sell hot dogs at the footy? What they offer you instead, soup. And I asked, I went up to the canteen, I was like, oh, you know, just the classic fucking, I'm at the country footy, I'm going to have a meal. I just asked for a bucket of chips and a hot dog. And when I said hot dog, they looked at me like I just spoke another language. <laughs> like hot dog at the footy. Ugh. I'm like, is it just a Telangana League thing? And then I like messaged like a few other people. I'm like, is it weird to expect a hot dog at the footy? And they're like, no. They're called footy franks for a fucking reason. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, good. Okay. I'm not insane. Everyone else is. Um <laughs> I'm not insane, everyone else is. Well, great way to start the podcast. Uh, Alex is uh, going off to the asylum, it seems, and no, I don't mean impact. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, I, I will say, four fifty for a beer, fucking bargain. Ooh, full strength? Yeah. Wow, that is cheap. Yep. $8 entry? That's also a bargain. Like, the Tulangana League's like 15 bucks. Yeah, I was thinking you don't get much change from a 20 in the Tulangana. No, you don't. You don't. Um, although, no FPOS machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you really go back in time in the Upper Murray, can't you? Like, everything is like how it was in the Tulangana League in, like, 2012. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, oh, boy. But was... um, Tumbarumba is a beautiful place. It was a lovely drive. I had fun. Um, the quality of the seconds footy was a bit rough, but I, I was just like, fuck, I could probably get on there and actually do all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, place up full forward. You can be star goal kicker. Mate, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I was getting itchy, like real <laughs> itchy feet, just like watching. I was like, oh, fuck, this would be just like a day off. It'd be nice. Yeah. You know, the problem with that is you still need to get a clearance from the home club. Oh, I've got contacts. <laughs> they'll, they'll do it for me. They're not missing out on much by getting rid of me. <laughs> All righty. Uh, anything else there you want to report back to the humans? Were you wearing your Fugs beanie around? I was, actually. I was wearing my Fugs beanie. Uh, did I tell on the podcast the story of a jacket I found like a month ago? No, you haven't even told me of this uh, fight. Okay. So, like, a month ago, I think it was, like, the end of April, um, I went... Eliza's sister's 30th birthday, which was held at... Oh, you might be familiar with the Gingelic Pub. 
I like the Gingelic pub because there's my artwork in there on the bar. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on. I think I can bring it up whilst we're on call. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck so, me, yeah. This is so not a fucking wrestling podcast, but I have to tell this story. Um, we're going to get to the pay per view in a moment. It's rare we go talk local footy <laughs> because usually we're talking and then it's like, I get home from work, we talk, and then Alex has to go bowl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So fun. this is just a little, yeah, this is just a little catch up here. So, yeah, a month ago, went to Eliza's sister's 30th. Yeah. And Eliza had a few too many drinks. Fair enough. It's your sister's 30th. I was like, I can't be fucked. I just want to go to sleep. At midnight, I was, I told Eliza, I was like, I'm going to out. Uh, motel room I'm yeah. going to bed but don't you drink too much because I don't want to get woken up at one in the morning and get told I have to carry you carry you out of the pub or some shit yeah the beautiful thing about the gingelic pub is it's like placed on the river yeah and there's like camping grounds and stuff so some of Eliza's sister's friends were like camping out there after the pub shut. Anyway, I went to sleep. I get woken up at 1 a.m., as predicted. And I get told Eliza's had a few too many drinks and she's fallen over and she can't get up. Oh, she like, should have uh, been watching Ring of Honor back in the Sinclair days and got one of those Jay Lethal Life Aid bracelets. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> She's going to kill me the next time. No, no, no. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, sh- she knows that w- when you hinder me like this, you're going to, the story's going to get out there. <laughs> anyway, so I walk out there to the river and find her with her legs in the river, passed out on the riverbank. Any, anywho, mind you, it's also pissing down rain, and and while I'm like grabbing her, I see something floating in the river. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I get get Eliza up, sit her up on her chair, and then I was like, oh, some of these people have fishing gear. I'm gonna grab this fishing net and get whatever the fuck this thing is in the river. So I scoop it out, and it's a jacket. It's just a fucking like one of those like truck, like um trucker style like bomber jackets. Yeah. And all it says on it is Jim Wilson, and that's it. Anyway, I took it home. Yeah. <laughs> cleaned it. It fit like a fucking glove. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, this is. Yeah, and it's so comfy, it's so warm. Saved myself like a hundred bucks getting a nice warm winter jacket. Nice. And so I've started like this whole thing where I want to take Jim Wilson everywhere. <laughs> and I've started like wearing it to bowling. And since I've started wearing it to bowling, I've been averaging like 20 higher than my normal average. Ooh. And it's now my like lucky jacket, <laughs> but but in short, 
I wore Jim Wilson and a Fugs Bainey to Tumbarumba. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah, old, old Gingelic Pub. I did up like a bunch of home brand logos and they put a logo. It's like embossed in the bar. Oh, the nice. old Forty United Club when I was living up there doing all my local footy history research and that. Yeah. Which I might do some more of tomorrow. I've still got to put a fair chunk of it online. Yeah. Uh, I had a few people like t- tell me the history of the the two Koryong clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Appar- apparently towards the end, like, what was the club? Federals? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that was a rich, that was a rich guys. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Federals had a lot of of the old family farmers sort of back him and Corion was more just your working townspeople. Yeah. From what so, I understand. So you were part of the four horsemen and then the others were like Dusty Rhodes and company. <laughs> we certainly didn't play like it. Every time <laughs> I pulled on the boots, our team's been pretty average. <laughs> the run oh, in the dear. thirds we had for those few years, the run in the federals reserves. It's just all down here. I'm like unlucky charm for the team. Anyhow, <laughs> a big week of wrestling this past week. Did you happen to catch a fair chunk of it? I caught as much as I was willing to catch. <laughs> That's an appropriate answer. <laughs> We're not going to go through everything. Um, so, kicking things off in a chronological order-ish because time zones are a thing this weekend, especially. Uh, Impact, Under Siege, did you happen to catch this? Uh, no, but I saw little bits and pieces. Okay. Um, of note on here that I want to touch on, we saw main event of your uh, pre-show match. It's been revealed that Dirty Dango was the one who attacked Santino. So him and Joe Hendry have the uh, match uh, in the main event portion of the pre-show for the digital media championship where Joe Hendry retains in about five minutes. You know, a, f- a fine match. Oh, man. Dirty Dango, how could you? Yeah. yeah it's good It's good storytelling. Yeah, good. Uh, the six-man tag match that saw the, the design, Dina, Angels and Con taking on the team of Rich Swan. Sammy Callahan and somebody to be announced, it was a returning Jake Chris. Ohio versus everything references. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, Jake's the one who doesn't have allegations against him. Oh, okay. I was just, yep. Okay, good. No, oh, that was okay. uh, that was Dave who did. Okay, good. I knew it was one of the Chris's. Yeah. Uh, Trinity versus Giselle Shaw was a, a good 10 minute match. Uh, but Trinity here getting the submission win. <coughs> uh, you had Bullet Club defeat Subculture in a in a really good tag team match. Uh, Saban lost to Trey Miguel. Your number one contender coming out of this six-way uh, challenge is not Frankie Kazarian. It will be Alex Shelley. So I was a little uh, taken back by that. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, your Impact Knockouts World Championship, Diana Parasso, the defending champion, 
take you on Jordan Grace in a last chance match for Jordan Grace, where if she loses, she can no longer challenge as long as Deonna is champion. Really good match here. It um, ultimately culminates in a, I wrote it down here, a uh, Brett's wrote Queen Gambit from Deanna for the pinfall victory, and Deanna moves to a overall record against Grace in singles matches of four and zero. She is perfect against Jordan Grace. And uh, news would come out following this that uh, Jordan Grace is uh, done with impact for the meantime. Her contract has expired. AEW, you better swoop her up. Yeah. I know, I know you don't. I know Tony Khan, you don't like her partner very much. But Who's hire that? her. Is that uh, Jonathan Gresham? Yep. Ah, somebody remembers. <laughs> mm. Um, And in your main event, the no DQ match for the Impact World Championship. Steve Macklin versus PCO. Have you seen any of this match? So little gifts here and there. That's about it. Macklin at a near level ten Muda scale. Yeah, unreal. Um, now here's the spot where he got cut. He's going to the outside, and PCO hits him in the head with like a um, like a cooking tray. And, um, hang on. And, um, yeah, it doesn't seem to do anything to him. And then he just pops back up and he is just bloodied. Unreal. And it seemed like it was hard way. Um, throughout the oh, match. You there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless we've lost Alex. Hello, hello. Hi. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the, the internet's been playing up a little bit, uh, humans. Um, I have been having problems, hence why I haven't streamed on Twitch so far this week. We're going to try tonight. Hence why the podcast is a little bit late as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Macklin seemed to get busted open hard way, uh, <coughs> cut above his forehead somewhere in his hairline. He's got very short hair. And um, throughout this match, the guys are using legit cinder blocks. You know how you watch WWE they go to pick it up by the center chunk. It already crumbles. Yeah. The guys are using legit cinder blocks. I'm like, okay, these ones look a bit sturdier. I'm guessing he's going to, you know, uh, power bomb him onto it and they're going to crumble. Nope. No giving these cinder blocks. <laughs> oh, shit. Hell of a main event. And uh, ultimately here, Steve Macklin getting the pinfall win on PCO after 15 minutes. Fucking hell of a match. Hell of a main event. Sort of a throwback to those old ECW days. Uh, in the post-match, Macklin calls out Scott Demore to come down and put the title on him because Scott Demore said, if you win, I'll do that. And uh, then out comes Bully Ray. Oh, no. And Macklin race out Scott Demore. And then Bully Ray gets a table and some lighter fluid. And they put Scott Demore through a flaming table to go off the air. Oh, fuck off, Bully Ray. <laughs> Just fuck off. Uh, fair. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this pay-per-view. Uh, the undercard was pretty good as well. A few matches there I skipped over. For me, thumbs up. 
Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Uh, did you happen to catch any highlights of Stardom's flashing champions? No, no. Okay. I'll just touch on uh, some of the main matches here. We did talk about the high-speed championship, uh, AZM defending champion. They lost to Chiki Kashima. Tsukai Kashima, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I'm not. Yeah. In the uh, freeway match for the high-speed championship, similar to a cruiserweight uh, exhibition style. And in the winner-takes-all for the world and wonder of stardom, the um, white and the red belts, Tam Nakano, the world champion, took on Mina Shikira, Shikawa. Yes, I said Shakira last week. Shakira. <laughs> the wonder champion and it is tam nakano walking out as the double champ um it'd be interesting to see if stardom actually unifies these now that the iwgp women's championship championship is a thing so they might view that as a step above your stardom world and go we don't really need this wonder of stardom anymore that's sort of become the world stardom championship in a way to this iwgp women's yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I think it's just a Japanese promotion thing of having way too many titles that mean nothing. Oh, yeah. Did you see they've got high-speed... Was it? No, New Blood tag champs. Do you know New how blood. many championships Stardom has at the moment? How many? Uh, close to 10 on a quick guess, I think. You've got Jesus. World of Stardom. Wonder of Stardom. You've got the Goddess of Stardom, which is your uh, tag titles. You've got the Artist of Stardom, which is a trio's title. You've got the High Speed, which is like your Cruiserweight X Division. You've got the SWA World, which is some carryover from an old promotion. And then in your Developmental, you've got the Future of Stardom, which is a singles title and your new blood tag team titles plus the IWGP women's title. Fucking hell. Yeah. Lots of titles. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary. Okay, uh, so we've talked under siege. We've talked stardom. How about WWE Night of Champions from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, let's talk about it. Right here in the Superdome. Brother. Yay. Is this a new stadium? No, I I think it might just... Surely it's just a different name. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll be honest. I've caught bits and pieces of this. I haven't gone to watch the whole thing because it aired at 3am on Sunday. Then I worked all day. Then I came home and watched Best of the Super Juniors. Ah, fair enough. Well, I did watch this whole thing. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sure we'll get uh, Alex's thoughts here. Kicking things off, final for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, does this share the O2 lineage or is this new lineage? I'm not sure. Originally, they said it shared lineage, but then they kept talking about how it's a brand new title. So who knows? Uh, Seth Rollins taking on AJ Styles, and to no one's surprise, Seth wins. 
Uh, absolute banger of a match, as you expect from two really fucking good wrestlers, especially Seth Rollins, who is in career form right now. Uh, the correct decision. Um, yeah, fantastic match. Yeah. Um, match number two, Trish Stratus defeats Becky Lynch. Yeah, uh, Trish Stratus wins with the help of Zoe Stark. So I mean, that's a thing now, I guess. Okay. Um, her to the top of the women's division. I mean, this could be her um, ticket to the top, getting put oh. over by Trish. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's something good for Zoe. She needed something when she came out. Just had sort of a bland match the other week on Raw. So yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Gunther, the defending Intercontinental Champion, takes on Mustafa Ali. But did you happen to catch her? Gunther's questionable AI graphics. I sure AI, did. AI? <laughs> AI. Jesus. His questionable chat GPT graphics. <laughs> now, um, I did see it, and I don't know, man. I didn't think the thing initially. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that looks kind of cool. And then... I saw all the tweets and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but that's not immediately where my mind went. But yeah, I, I get I get the complaints. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, other than that, yeah, it was a good match. It was fine. It was <laughs> what it it was what it needed to be. <clears throat> Let's talk about fucking surprising bullshit. Yeah. No Mansoor on this show. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because he's fucking buried as Mansoor now. Still could have had him show up. Yeah, could have. Um, I, I don't know if they'd want him to be in front of his hometown in that gimmick. Also true, I guess. <laughs> they probably edited it out for the Middle Eastern broadcast. You've got a point. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, speaking of two back-to-back uh, odd results. We have Bianca Belair, the defending Raw Women's Champion, taking on Asuka. Goes about 15 minutes. Asuka in like a torture rack. I poked Bianca, the missed. One, two, three. New Raw Women's Champion? Triple H is in charge, baby. Asuka's getting put over again. Yeah, maybe. Hey, look at who's champs right now. Like, Seth Rollins, a guy Triple H was pushing hard in NXT. Asuka, a guy, uh, a female Triple <laughs> H was fucking pushing hard in NXT. Fucking Rhea Ripley. Fuck, man. Come on. Gunther. Gunther. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You Kevin Owens, we... Sami Zayn. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Following that match, it goes about 15 minutes for your women's match. Uh, Trish and Becky also went around 15 minutes. You have Rhea Ripley with Dominic defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Natalia, And this match goes a minute 10, riptide. See you later, Natty. Good. 
Good. I do not want to watch more than a minute of Natalia wrestling. I just don't care about her anymore. And they've given us no reason to give a fuck about her. I don't even understand how she got a pay-per-view title match. Neither do I. Um, from there, there's an interview with Seth, and then it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, never mind that, because here comes Cody. Yay! And the camera cuts to the one guy in the stadium who's giving Cody the thumbs down. <laughs> Yay! Must be an AEW fan. While he was standing next to somebody who was wearing a CM Punk shirt of the AEW style. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, put the photo up in the uh, the Discord for us to have a look at. Um, this match, Cody and Brock 2, coming off their, what was it, Backlash? I think it was in Puerto Rico match. Yep. Um, this, to me, felt like a fart in church. I was not entertained. This was Cody doing what his dad did when his dad got his fucking foot, quote-unquote, broken by the four horsemen and they did a match where he came back too early to challenge Ric Flair and he got destroyed. Yeah. Um, that's basically what we're doing here with Cody having a quote-unquote broken arm. So, you know your NWA WCW history fairly well. Mm-hmm. Who did uh, Dusty first win that belt from? I think it was Harley. Hang on, let me double-check that. I'm pretty sure it was Harley Race. Okay. As uh, Alex just uh, confirms that, because it is uh, quite a long time ago now as we are mm. here today. Hang on a second. But, uh, yeah, the, the reason I bring that up is because I'm not sure if they did something similar with uh, Dusty challenging for the title and then losing and then going away for months and then coming back and challenging for the title and getting a win of that title. Um, no, Dusty's, oh yeah, Dusty's first world title run, he beat Harley Race. Yeah. I know you're a big Cody fan, but to me, it feels like the ship has sailed. (sighs) It feels like all the the momentum and the goodwill and the crowd really being behind Cody going into WrestleMania has mm. sort of dropped and the fans just kind of get up because it's the entrance and go, whoa, like they sing Seth's entrance. Mm. But it doesn't feel like they're really invested the whole time during the match. They just know, oh, it's that time of the song we get to chant now. Yep. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it wasn't always a thing. Cody's <clears throat> had that song through... Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, NWA, various other indies. It's never really World been a Series thing. Wrestling. Oh dear God! <laughs> yes, World Series of Wrestling, and it's never really been a thing until he came back to WWE. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I don't know. Send Cody away. Give him 
a month off and then, I don't know, having come back towards SummerSlam, I guess. But if you do that, he risks missing out on money in the bank. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, main event here is the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with the wise man, Paul Heyman, in their corner, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the defending undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Champions. Sorry. Uh, I Somebody did put a translation online of what Sammy said in Arabic. Mm. So he said, calm down, calm down, calm down. Pray to the prophet. We're in an Arab country. We have an Arab champion. We're going to do this in Arabic. Uh, introducing the prize fighter, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool to see Sammy out there doing that. And he got a pretty big reaction too for that. Yeah. I, I wasn't really sure how the Saudi crowd would take him given he's from uh, Syria and all the tensions there in recent times. But uh, yeah, he got a pretty good good reaction. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the ending of this match here as we uh, go along? I mean, I, I still just don't know what the end game is. For the bloodline? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so going towards the, the closing stages, the Uzos run in, and they're sort of disputing who to attack, and then they sort of attack Roman, and that's how Kevin and Sammy win. <coughs> it's going to play out to, oh, now the Uzos have abandoned the bloodline, and we can play into that going forward. Mm. Does Does Jimmy beat Roman for the title? Oh, I or don't Jay? think... It, I think maybe Jay. Yeah. Can't be Jimmy. Jimmy's like the least interesting out of the two. Who was the first one to sort of be reluctant to join Roman, though? Well, it all started with a feud with Jay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's... if. You're going to have one of these guys take the belt off him. It might as well be Jay. Yeah. But I just, I don't think either one of them are ready for that. No, nor do I. Um, I just can't see what the payoff here is. Uh, it makes no sense. Like, maybe the payoff is... Eventually, Solo beats Roman? That seems more feasible to me than Jimmy or Jay. Yeah. Eventually, he joins his brothers in turning on Roman. and Yeah. He goes up against Roman because Roman's faced, I think, both the brothers, but he hasn't faced Solo yet. No. That Yeah, there's some way you could go with this. And they did that thing on SmackDown like a couple of weeks ago where Roman accidentally bumped into Solo and Roman looked like he shat himself. Yeah. Like like he's terrified of Solo. I, I feel like they're doing that for a reason. This has been this whole fucking long-term storytelling thing. But they need to fucking hurry up with some of this <laughs> storytelling. Oh, it's, don't you worry. It's what been if, since 2021. Fuck. No, 2020. Fuck. Yep. 
don't you worry. One of the uh, companies we'll talk about soon got very good with uh, their long-term storytelling. Or did they? But uh, not a <laughs> champions. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I, I'll give it a thumbs up. Overall, it was a good show. I, I didn't hate it. Um, thumbs up for me. Yeah, the only down point for me was like, oh, honestly, Oscar and Bianca don't have that good of in-ring chemistry for my liking, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, best of the Super Juniors final, did you have to catch? No, I have no idea what happened, so this will be me finding out. Okay, so we have uh, in the two tournament semifinals, we have Mike Bailey versus Master Watto goes 16-43. And Master Watto pins Mike Bailey. So you know how Mike Bailey does that, like, running, jumping spin kick? Yeah. It's sort of hard to describe in a in an audio sense. Um, but um, Alex understands sort of what I mean. X-Puck used to do something similar quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's gone for that. Watto's countered. Hit his move. Pinfall. Watto advances. Second semifinal. Aldes Rado versus Teton. If you like junior matches and you like lucha style matches, this is for you. Goes 2021 and Titan here getting the submission victory over Despy. We go to the final. Master Watto representing the B block, taking on Titan representing the A block. And uh, in Watto's corner is, um, oh, is it Tenzan? I think. Was his trainer? Um, now I'm gonna have to fact check that. Uh, what a trainer. Uh, yeah, Tenzan. Yeah, Tenzan's in Watto's corner, and then in um, Titan's corner is all of LIJ, their uh, ringside sort of cheering on, banging the mat as you see in Super Junior Finals. This was a really good. Super Juniors final. A lot of exchanging near fours, a lot of high-flying moves, a lot of submission attempts. Goes nearly 25 minutes. And as somebody who really wasn't enjoying Watto to this match, I have turned the corner. We had two people I've turned the corner on so far this weekend. Watto and uh, Impact Champion uh, Macklin. I fucking told you about Macklin. <laughs> hey, all it took was him to have a freaking bloodbath ECW style with somebody who wrestled in ECW and then have somebody from ECW come out and help him. <laughs> Historically, having someone bleed buckets is the easiest way to get someone over. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to tell Moxley to stop doing it all the fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, you're over already. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Master Watto here. 24 minutes, 48 seconds, pins Titan. For the first time since 2018, we have a new champion. The last time was Hiromu in 2018, best of the Juniors 25, when he won his first tournament. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, since... 2015, Kushida, Osprey, Kushida, Hiromu, Osprey, Hiromu, 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 now Watto. And Watto will challenge this weekend against Hiromu at uh, Dominion. 
Um, what else is on Dominion? Uh, we can get there shortly. I do have the yeah. card pulled up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hell of a, hell of a main event. I like the juniors uh, tournament this year. Running very compact, very um, condensed. You have all tournament matches every night. Bang, 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 bang. This is the juniors. It's high speed. Let's have the tournament, you know, fill that with a fast-paced, condensed calendar. Sure, we're going to have a few break days, but it's going to feel a lot faster. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything more about Ishimori's injury other than, yeah, it sounds very serious and we hope he's uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, thumbs up, best of the Super Juniors. Okay, uh, Double or Nothing, AW Double or Nothing coming to you from Las Vegas. Did you happen to catch? I did. I did. Okay. Uh, first of all, well, we might as well get this out of the way now. The crowd here fucking sucked for a lot of the night. Oh, for sure. For sure. Ha- have they burnt out Las Vegas? Because I'm assuming Las Vegas is sort of similar to a Sydney or Melbourne. It's going to be pretty expensive to travel there a lot of the year. And it's going to be pretty expensive to stay anywhere there a lot of the year. And I mean, you're the people that are traveling to Las Vegas. Mm. They're going to do all the extracurricular stuff in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they, and you know, not really known for a city that sleeps. Yeah. Do you think next year, like I get you've got your casinos, uh, casino theming for this pay per view? Do they need to move it to somewhere like Los Angeles, uh, maybe somewhere like a, a um, California or Texas or some somewhere out of the Las Vegas market. <clears throat> well, Atlantic City in New York, that is another place full of casinos. Yeah. Um, that would be a good spot. They haven't run a pay-per-view in the state of New York. Not to my knowledge, no, no, they yeah. haven't. So, so it would be that would be a good option. I mean, you can call it double or nothing without the fucking casino theme. Let's be real. But if you are gonna do the casino theme, go to fucking Atlantic City or some shit. Well, Under Siege had uh, for Impact's pay per view this past week had um camo, uh, like a camo motif in the logoing and the postering. But I don't think London, Ontario is really that well known for its army bases. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, are the, the fighting army of London, Ontario. Yeah. My God. Um, um, also, it's announced, um, yes, that uh, was a collision. First episode, Chicago. AEW, do you think they are running the risk of burning out Chicago as well? I think so, yeah. It yeah, seems like I, I, every... I, I think they need to, like, as far as, yeah, they're doing the first collision at the United Centre, do that, then have a break from Chicago for a bit. Yeah, they'll be back there for what, all out, I guess? <clears throat> I guess. I mean, nothing's been announced yet, but 
if they are back there for that, um, do not go to Chicago in the meantime. No, no. Uh, okay, so that out of the way, uh, let's get to some uh, matches here. Pre-shows, did you happen to catch the pre-show? Uh, I, I did, I did. Okay. Uh, RJ City on there, entertaining as ever. Renee, very good uh, panellist host. I like the uh, visual of Stokely being beside Paul White. Did you see the interview with RJ City and Arn Anderson? Yes. And uh, he, RJ City asks Arn, uh, are you packing tonight? And Arn <laughs> says, ask your mother. <laughs> and then RJ City just throws away, throws back to commentary. There you heard it, folks. My new stepfather, Arn Anderson. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Um, so pre-show match, which nobody really cared about. I mean, the crowd sort of got into it at points. It is the Hardys, Jeff and Matt, along with Hook. Isaiah Cassidy's on the outside. They call him brother something. I don't really care. <laughs> uh, defeat Ethan Page and the guns, Austin and Colton, meaning Matt Hardy now has control of Ethan Page's contract. Yeah. Fine. Cool. Do something with it. Uh, they do the Martha Hart, uh, was it Owen Hart Foundation Cup opening ceremony with Martha Hart and Renee and Tony Khan, saying how uh, how important it is that this year the Owen Hart tournament's going to run through Canada from Forbidden Door to the Calgary show. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming WWE owns the rights to Calgary Stampede in a wrestling no. sense. Uh, I mean, they cut. Well, they would own the rights to the Canadian Stampede. That's the pay per view they had. Oh, um, that's it, the, yeah. The Calgary Stampede is um, an actual event in Calgary, like a big ass fucking cowboy convention, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Tony Khan coming out wearing a fucking cowboy hat was very comical. Jim Ross saying that he should get royalties for that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to a few people about wearing hats. And it just made it made me think about, oh, they're going to do this Calgary show during the Calgary Stampede. I want to see everyone dressed up like cowboys on commentary. And I Isn't want... That... Yeah. I want Taz to have just this bright orange fucking cowboy hat. Taz. Taz in a fucking bright orange cowboy hat. Come on now. See the vision. Feel the vision. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Main event of the pre-show here was everyone getting their entrance for the Battle Royale. And we kick off the pay-per-view with the Battle Royale 21-man for the International Championship. And... Boy, did this match just feel like a TNA reverse battle royale fight for the right, whatever it's called. Because the bell rings, and a lot of the people just stay on the outside brawling. And I'm like, oh, God. The crowd was not really into this. Again, for, for certain points, they were. And, you know, it, it's it's fine. It comes down to the last four. Pentel Zero Meadow, <coughs> Big Bill... Swerve Strickland and Orange Cassidy, and you know, the crowd's starting to pick up for it. 
out goes Penta, out goes Big Bill, it's Swerve and Orange. And this is where the crowd really got behind this match. And I'm sitting here going, you know, if you book this as a singles match between Swerve and Orange, because you're going to have Orange go the distance anyway, why not? The crowd was a lot more behind this singles face-off for the last two participants than it was for the other 19 men being in the ring. Yeah. And, yeah, this is a story throughout the um, throughout the show that the crowd just sort of wasn't there, and it hurt this show. It hurt this show watching on VOD about 12 hours after the fact. What about for you watching live? I mean, yeah, it... It it hurt. It hurt bad. Uh, this felt like a dynamite segment, a dynamite match. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of describing it. And, uh, you know, the fact that, like, you do a battle royal on pay-per-view and you have zero surprises. That's, that's why I said as soon as I read it and everyone was announced, I'm like, just put it on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole with Roderick Strong taking on Chris Jericho, who has the JAS ringside, Parker, Menard, Garcia, and Hager in an unsanctioned match where Sabu is special guest enforcer. A bunch of cameos throughout this match. I thought this match was all right. What about yourself? It was okay. Um, I don't know. I think Jericho's hidden the end here. The gas gas tank is starting to flash red. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh man. Um, Sabu, like credit to the guy, wasn't out there for that long. He went to the back sort of with the JAS members. Out comes Britt with a kendo stick. Uh and then Soraya and they sort of go to the back and then it's just sort of the two men. And it's referee stoppage in this unsanctioned match. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a submit, it's not a pinfall, it's a referee stoppage in an unsanctioned match. And that's what yeah. got me, and I'm just like, why the fuck are we having a ref stoppage in an unsanctioned match? Yep. Like, okay, here's the thing. If Jericho is legitimately hurt, and I don't know, ref Aubrey Edwards, because she normally refs a lot of um, Jericho's matches, she throws up the big X, signals over to uh, the timekeepers to ring the bell. This match is over. Jericho is injured and unable to continue. Fine. Yeah. That's believable. But if this is the planned finish in an unsanctioned match, this feels like a fight in church. It's like you're building up to this big climax and then it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. This, and this was like, granted, it wasn't the best build up, but this built up like a rivalry where these guys wanted to tear each other apart and that's how you went it it's not Adam Cole just continuing to hit Jericho with a kendo stick and he like says I quit you son of a bitch or something like that yeah uh, next is the AEW World Tag Team Championship match with special guest referee Mark Briscoe also doing the back to back special guest referee spots <laughs> yeah couldn't space them out on the card. No. So it is defending champs, FTR, Dax Hardwood, Cash Wheeler, taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who have Karen Jarrett, Satnam, du- uh, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt ringside. 
the crowd surprisingly got really behind Jeff and Jay at one point. Yeah. Especially at a close near fall, but uh, ultimately FTR here retain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this was a big sign that they need to do something bigger with Jeff Jarrett. I think he's over as shit. Yeah. I think people want to see him hold a title in this company, honestly. I mean, give him the TV title. Give him the, the TNT, give him the fucking All Atlantic, give him give him the fucking like ROH, one of the ROH titles. Okay, here, here's something because, sure, why not? Let's send Jeff over to Ring of Honor. Give him the Ring of Honor world title. Yeah. Why not? He can say, I've built companies, I've put them on my back. You can have him as a heel and do sort of what the Jer- Jericho did because now Casanoli's a heel. Yeah. And have him go through and beat down a bunch of the young guys while having matches with them while he still can, while working to elevate them up that card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought this was a, a good match and it was probably by far to this point the best match on the show. Yeah, I agree. Match number five sees Wardlow, the defending TNT champion, taking on Christian Cage. Uh, both men respectively have Luchasaurus and Arn Anderson outside. This is a ladder match for the TV title. Um, at one point, Arn gets in the ring and bites off the thumb of Luchasaurus, and I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Why was this a thing? Why was this booked? Man, they know that the most over part of Wardlow's act is Arn Anderson. That'd be like saying the most over part of Roman Reigns' act is Paul Heyman. I get in Philadelphia, it's always going to be Paul, but... Yeah. (laughs) No. this, And this is the problem with Wardlow being this champion. He's a third-time champion, and it's feeling stale. It felt stale already as soon as he won it back. Yeah, yeah. And Hobbs barely got a chance to shine as champ, too. No, they paired Hobbs off with freaking QTV, and that's just been the drizzling shits ever since. Yep. Uh, Hobbs just needs to come out first episode collision beat the shit out of QT and move on with his life and go back to Booker Hobbs because that was fucking interesting at least. Yeah, exactly. Okay, trying not to waffle on too much here. Match number six for the AEW Women's Championship that sees Jamie Hayter, the defending champion, taking on Tony Storm of the Outcast uh, later on during the match, Soraya and Ruby Soho would be ringside. Um... I think we both said on last week's show this was a lock that Hayter retains, you know, slowly going through the outcast, building up to all-in Wembley in London. But no. Yeah. Tony wins? Um, Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is good in the sense that, all right, Tony Storm's having a quote-unquote legit world, uh, world women's title run now. Yep. Because she was the victim of the interim thing. Um, I think I see their vision, and it's Jamie Hayter wins the title back in England. But I don't know if Tony's the person to beat. 
that feels like a smaller match than what we've suggested of Jamie taking on Soraya. Yeah. Unless Jamie wins it back next pay-per-view at Forbidden Door, Toronto, against uh, Tony, and then Soraya comes out and says she challenges for all in. Unless Soraya's going to be going after another title, which we can talk about later. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that idea either. Um, so yeah, good, good for the Aussies, you know, getting getting a title win. We uh, saw Rhea retain on the WWE show, so that's good, always good. Um, I mean, the biggest fucking comparison right now is like Oscar winning against Bianca out of nowhere, and Tony beating um, Jamie out of nowhere. I think that was the biggest comparison of the weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking about it coming out of nowhere, hey, we're going to have a six-man trios match on this pay-per-view. House of Black, Mr. Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, your defending champions with Julia Hart, taking on, well, they did win some tournament thing on Dynamite or Rampage a few weeks back, so I guess this is the time they're cashing in. It's the acclaimed and daddy ass. I mean, this came out of fucking nowhere. Did it? I felt like it did, because I don't I mean, remember it, it being announced beforehand. No, it was announced. Okay. Yeah, I swear I saw it announced that there was going to be a House of Black open challenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew the open challenge was coming. I don't remember it being confirmed that it was the um, the guns, is what I'm saying. You mean they claimed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the acclaimed and <laughs> yeah. Billy Gunn. Um, so, yeah, they come out. Uh, Caster does his rap saying uh, something about Buddy, saying that, oh, you know, his woman's with Dom. Something like that. I don't remember the exact line. Yeah. And, and then Rhea tweeted out, hey, Dom, we're over on two shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And the acclaim saying, oh, we don't need our own rule to beat you. Um, so, yeah, we have custom trios titles, the House of Black. Do you remember the other two times we've had custom titles in AEW? Well, I mean, our world champ. Okay. And the other two times? Uh, let me think, let me think. I mean, did the TNT titles count? Yeah, those are the two I'm referencing. Yeah, so Miro's title. Yeah, the Bulgarian television title. And then Scorpio Sky's Genie. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I was going to say Lakers, but sure. The Lakers one, yeah. It was, he named a Genie after the owner of the Lakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Where is Scorpio Sky? Remember that guy? Yeah, I know. He's so fucking good, too. Okay, um, yeah, this trios match, they've improved the lighting in the arena. It looks good. It's got this, like, black, uh, white swirl to it now, so that looks a lot better than just the whole arena being pitch black. Giving yeah. me flashbacks to Bray White's match, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, this is a lot better. The guys had a really good match here. Uh, it was just a shame the crowd wasn't really behind it as much as they should have been. I don't know if that's because the lights went out and the crowd 
sort of wasn't into that aspect of it or what. But, yeah, it, it was a fine match. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, part of me wants to see Billy Gunn hold a title. I'm thinking one day the guns all reclaim, uh, reclaim, reunite, and they'll um, challenge for the trio's titles as father and sons. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, one one last title for Billy Gunn before he sort of moves full time to to coaching backstage manager. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three co-main events here. We see a singles match for the AWTBS Championship going about ten minutes. Jay Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling and Layla Gray taking on Ty Valkyrie and. Um, the fans, this is where the fans really start to get behind the matches. And this is a good match. At one point, Ty does the road to Valhalla. One, two, Jay kicks out. And the crowd is really starting to get behind this. You know, they're building up, building up. And Jay does the jaded. One, two, three. And Jay Cargill is still your AWTBS championship, uh, champion. I'm having a day today. I apologize, humans. Um, and, you know, she gets on the mark, says, I'm 60 and oh, I can beat anyone. And who returns, Alex? Fucking Chris Statlander. It's about time. So she comes down to the ring and I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're just going to have a, a face off and build it up for, I don't know, Saint, uh, not St. Patrick's Day slam, like, whatever the next big dynamite special is or maybe the first episode of collision nope we're getting this match right here right now bell rings immediate offense by statlander goes for a big finisher one two three statlander is your new and second awtbs champion ending jade's run at 60 and one i've seen a lot of complaints about this Yep. And I think people need to see the long-term picture here. And you got to realise it wasn't Jade that made the open challenge. It was Smart Mark. Yep. I think she's going to go away and she's going to come back as a baby face. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so I did have a quick look here. Jade, uh, 60 and 1, 508 days as the TBS champion, 816 days undefeated from March 3rd, 2021. You know, remember who she defeated? Was her first match the Cody and Brandy versus Shaq and Jade match? It was supposed to be Brandy, but Brandy got pregnant and was replaced. Yes. Oh, who the fuck did she, who the fuck filled in? Was it Red Velvet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good memory. Yes. Yeah. March third, twenty twenty one to May twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Hell of a hell of a career. Um. Yeah. Crowd really getting behind Statlander here. They um shoot off confetti and you know big big celebration here. And now that Jade's dropped this title it feels like we can go in a new direction with this. And if there's, like, 
you know, everyone talks about the Hardys being surprise returns at WrestleMania to win the tag titles that year in Florida. WrestleMania, roller coaster, whatever it is. Um, this is similar to that. And I was thinking in the moment, you know, that's a bit stupid to, you know, do this unannounced. And then the more I thought about it, I've thought all the times it's happened in history, the Hardys, uh, Pages, main roster debut, and you can go on and on. Well, he, he, here's a little fact for you. Yeah. They were in Las Vegas when this happened. A, a monster heel won a title match. And an overzealous manager challenged someone to come out and have a title shot. Do you recall this ever happening in in the WWF in Wrestle in WrestleMania in Las Vegas? Yes, Smart Mark Sterling was Mr. Fuji. <laughs> Jade was Yokozuna. And Chris Statlander was Hulk Hogan. Well, speaking of Hulk Hogan, we'd see the uh, the red and yellow in someone's entrance gear in this next match. It is your co-main event for the AW World Championship, the four-way match involving Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Out next is Sammy Guevara, but he's got Ty Mello on the ramp, and they announced they're having a kid. Yay, congratulations. Good. Then out comes Darby. Her wrestle for nine months. Well, speaking about people having kids, uh, also Alexa Bliss. Well, that's a shame because I like watching her wrestle. <laughs> but um, I guess okay, cool. You you you're bringing a child into this world for you. <laughs> uh, then we see Darby Allen go down a, a skate ramp and uh, make his way through the crowd. And out last is a uh, MJF. I guess, uh, descending from his throne in the sky. Removes his uh, yeah, Joker mask. Amazing. Oh, man. Um, yes, rocking the uh, the yellow and red uh, Hulk Hogan-inspired much, I guess. <coughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's really thing for him because he is a very that-doesn't-work-for-me-brother kind of guy. <laughs> Um, so I don't want to go through everything in this match, but uh, it starts the way you think it would. The sort of everyone's just standing off in a corner and MJF just looks and then ro- drops down, rolls out, and just middle fingers the crowd. So when he yeah. does get in the ring, it's sort of the three guys working over MJF, and then when he's not in the ring, it's sort of the, the three guys trying to outdo one another. At one point, uh, Darby and Jack are down on the outside, and MJF gets in and says, hey, hey, you've got a kid coming. Come on, lay down, Sammy. Think of the money. Think of the money you need for this kid. And that's why I brought it up before, because it comes up in this match. So Sammy goes to lay down. He goes, okay, Max, I'll lay down for you. And Max is like, you know, shit-eating grin. And he goes to pin Sammy. Sammy's schoolboy rolls him. One, two, Max kicks out. And I'm like, that is a really good way of subtly putting this into that match. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's various points where, um, like, each man will try for a finisher. They drop down. The next person comes in, hits their finisher on them. There's a 
four-way submission at one point where Remsberg is just running around asking everyone, do you do you submit? Are you okay? Do you give up? <laughs> and he's just walking around and around and around. Um, this match I really enjoyed, and the crowd was really behind it. it. This is why it's noticeable that the crowd is dead for the first two-thirds of this show because of how alive they are for <coughs> the last three matches. And, yeah. you know, it, it's going really well here. And then all of a sudden, Sammy's down. Jack is down. Darby's in with Max. Max hits Darby, I think, with the ring. Headlock takeover. And Darby has to submit. Or did he pin him with the headlock? He pinned him with it. Yeah. So, still your AW world champion, Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it, it was a really good good uh, four-way match. But main eventing is your Anarchy in the Arena match that sees Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson, Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, and Willie Uta versus The Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Moxley has his theme being played live by uh, Violent... Oh, I can't remember the band's name now. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you being the music guy might know, but that's okay. Uh, at one point, Hangman's <coughs> in the ring, and he removes his eye patch to reveal his eyes good. And uh, Moxley, surprisingly here, is busted open and is bleeding. Yeah, big shock. <laughs> uh, one of the Jacksons is busted open. Danielson, I'm pretty sure, is bleeding. Casanoli, I don't know if he had someone's blood on him or if he was bleeding. It, it It is a bit of chaos everywhere. The band plays the song about three or four times. The Bucks work their way up the ramp. Super kick the lead singer. That's it for the band for the night. Again, you brought this up with the uh, last Anarchy in the Arena when it was um, Blackpool Combat Club against um, Jericho Appreciation Society. The uh, song playing over and over is a um, paying homage to New Jack, isn't it? Yeah. Because during Jack's matches, he'd always have his song playing, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, because uh, Paul Heyman wanted New Jack's uh, matches to feel like a fight scene in a movie <laughs> with a soundtrack. He's a very smart man, Paul. Not, not yeah. money-wise, but... Creative no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything of note from this match that you want to bring up before I go to the uh, closing stage here? I say we go to the closing stages here. So Kenny Omega's in the ring with Willa Yuta, and you know Yuta's looking down and out, and uh, in comes um that that snake Don Callis, and he's in the ring, and Kenny's looking to to fix him, and then out of nowhere comes this masked man. Flying knee to Omega, and he removes his mask, and it is Konosuke Takeshita. He has sided with Don Callis. I and, thought for a second it was going to be Ibushi. Oh boy! No, I'm thinking uh, we get him later, but uh, I yes. think he's coming. Off the flying knee, Yuda does a seatbelt and pins Omega. 
That was the most unexpected part of this whole match was that Wheeler Yuta got the pinfall win. It helps outfight <coughs> Yuta. It is brilliant. Yeah. No, it's perfect. And Wheeler Yuta pinned Kenny Omega in the main event of a pay-per-view. Because he's a heel, he can go out and say that. You can, excuse me. You can have Don Callis go out and say, this is Wheeler Yuta, one of the biggest rising stars in this industry, and he pinned Kenny by God Omega. You know, work that whole sticky. Well, I don't think Don Callis is aligned with the Blackpool Combat Club. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I um, think he's going to start his own thing, and I'm very curious to see where that goes. Because, you know, we need more factions in AEW. Yeah, we need the firm, Bear Country, uh, Spanish Announce Project, you know, all these great factions. <laughs> Alex is like, fucking what the no. fuck is Spanish Announce Project? No, uh, isn't fucking Luther in that? <laughs> it's Luther, Serpentico, and. Uh, and Helico. Yeah, I was about to say Jack Evans, but I'm pretty sure he's the one who left. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, the, the remnants of. The hybrid too. Oh man. Uh yeah, really good main event here. The the pay-per-view was severely hurt by the crowd. Um I didn't mention it before, but Warlow did a springboard spot from the turnbuckles onto a ladder Christian was on. And because AEW uses cheaper ladders, the legs snapped and the ladder tipped over and Wardlow looked pissed. Yeah, yep. Um, Other than that, thumbs up for me. It was a struggle watching through the first part of this, especially on VOD, when I can't, you know, jump online and see what everyone else is saying. Otherwise, I'm going to have the the main events ruined for me. But, yeah, thumbs up for me. Yeah, it was a thumbs up for me. Um, Overall summary, though, I think think Night of Champions... Beats double or nothing. Well, that's not the main question here because the main question is going head to head with this was NXT Battleground. Oh, fuck. Here I was thinking, oh, right. Fuck, we're wrapping early. <laughs> I fucking yeah. forgot this happened. Yeah, much like Braun Breaker, I forgot he was Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from the side of every Samoa Joe championship win, the Tatsonga Center. It should just be renamed the Samoa Joe Center. The Samoa Center? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) when I hear Lowell Mass, like, that's all I think of. And that's also where Shawn Michaels vacated the title because of his smile. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Michaels. Oh, man. You can tell which era of DX I like, can't you? Oh, man. Dude, okay. and I disagree upon my rewatching, but sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we had Wesley defending the North American title in a freeway against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. How do you think this match went? I assume this match went okay. <laughs> um, it no, was fine. I, I don't think this would have been a particularly amazing match. Did you happen to catch this show? 
Oh, no, not at all. Oh, well, then why am I asking? <laughs> no, because you said, do you think this was a good match? And I was like, no. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> no, I don't think it would have been, no. Okay. We had Noeb Dar, the defending Heritage Cup champion, take on Dragon Lee, winning two falls to one under British Rounds rules. I predict this was a good match. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Noam Dar sort of playing up his um his heel persona, like after the bell wins for a fall, he doesn't let up on Dragon Lee. Ilya Dragunov took on uh, defeated Dijak in a last man standing match. Really good. You would enjoy going back and watching this. Yeah. Uh, for the tag team matches that nobody cared <coughs> about this match, Gallus. Mark and Wolfgang defeat Creed Brothers, Brutus, and Julian. Absolutely nothing happened in the match. I use this as my piss break match. Fair enough. Uh, women's match for the vacated uh, belt. So this is the tournament final that sees Leia Valkyria. I'm always going to pronounce that wrong because it just looks wrongfully spelt in terms of English. Yes. Uh, took on Tiffany Stratton, this match going 16-01 and as somebody who I've not been a big fan of in the past Tiffany Stratton worked her ass off here and as I put in our uh, group chat Tiffany Stratton is now looking better in ring than Roxanne how did this happen? I mean there's something to Tiffany Stratton, I I don't know what it is but She's gotten so much better in the past few months than anyone could have ever imagined. But if I said to you at the start of the year, Tiffany Strand is going to have a match of the weekend contender against an NXT UK person for the title, (coughs) and Roxanne Perez is going to be worse and not have the title. I mean, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, so, yes, Tiffany Strand here defeating Leia Valkyrie to best moonsault ever, but she calls it the prettiest moonsault ever. It's only her and Christopher Daniels that I've really noticed, like, in terms of sort of mainstream wrestling at the moment, that still use this move. Yeah. And with her gymnastic background, she can pull it off almost as good as Daniels. I, I would say, if not better. With Okay, current Christopher Daniels with his age and his slowing down. Yes, that, I, I that's mean, fair. if not better than Prime Daniels. Oh, I, I, I'm just—I have really turned the page on Tiffany Stratton myself recently, from the little bits I've seen here and there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think we've got a future fucking WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah. Yeah. If you. If you had said, who's going to be a future WrestleMania main eventer, Tiffany Strand or Roxanne Perez? December, all the money's going on Roxanne Perez. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing Roxanne had always against her was she's little. So was AJ Lee. And how many main events did she have? It was a different era. <laughs> Although, 
I don't even think she might have had a roar. I don't think so. Bad. Um, yeah, hell of a match. And uh, to main event, saw Camelo Hayes, the champion, defeating Bron, ba- Bron Breaker uh, via pinfall to retain his NXT championship. This was a fine match, but it didn't need to happen again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, overall, it was a fine NXT show. Uh, but for here's the thing. NXT, I don't really give a shit about, but the crowd was a lot better throughout. Right. AEW right. had better in-ring, but the crowd was just dead for the majority of it. Oh, dear. Head-to-head, I'm going to give it to NXT. Because watching on VOD... Oh, wow. Watching on VOD with a a lively crowd is a lot more enjoyable than watching it on VOD with a dead crowd. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can watch... And this is what we take away from the pandemic era of empty arena matches. You can watch... The greatest match ever from New Japan with no one in the building other than the two wrestlers and a ref. And it can just be dead without that crowd. It can just sink or swim. You have a lively crowd and a bad match. You know, that match can get elevated a little bit. Um, Well, as I have just re-entered my uh, time warp into 98, like... The matches in 98 on Raw are nothing. They're fucking (laughs) nothing. But the crowd is so fucking hot that you're just eyes eyes glued to the screen, even if it is fucking Tiger Ali Singh versus fucking Dan Severn in a who has absolutely no personality match. Like the beast alone, thank you. I mean, Dan Severin was so good, but also just a fucking void of charisma. What um, year is this? 98. Okay, so did Shamrock and Severin have a match in the <coughs> WWF? Yes. Who won? Who do you think? Severin. The one that can at least semi-talk and has a decent body. Shamrock. Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm surprised by that because Severin was like NWA champ and UFC champ at the time. Yeah, and do you think Vince gives a fuck about that? No, (laughs) Um, but he also had Cornette. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, quickly here. uh, Anything else for the time warp and then we can talk what's coming up this weekend, I guess. I mean, um, I just watched... Uh, fucking Mankind and Kane have a Hell in a Cell match on Raw. That happened? I don't remember that. Guess what? In in the past, like, two months in 98, there's been three Hell in a Cell matches, two of which were on Raw. So odd. And, you know, the other one is the most famous Hell in a Cell match in history. But... It's crazy to think that Mankind had three Hell in a Cell matches in, like, a month. Because there was a 
Undertaker and Stone Cold versus Mankind and Kane tag team Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Then there was King of the Ring. And then now we're on, on the road to the SummerSlam. So we're on the highway to hell, as they keep talking about. And Mankind just randomly on an episode of Raw challenges his tag team champion partner, Kane, to a match. In Hell in a Cell. Just out of the fucking blue. Madness. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, anything else? I made um, Val Venus um, brought, brought in this dude called John Wayne Bobbitt. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he went famous in the mid-90s because his uh, girlfriend chopped his dick off. This is the guy who brings in after Kaintai. <laughs> oh, I do remember that now. Holy shit. Yeah. You know when something is just buried in your mind and then all of a sudden you hear about it and you're like, holy shit, I do remember that. <laughs> yep. Um, wow. your, your boy X-Puck is involved in a hated feud with your other boy, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's also included part of this feud. Well, this feud started because X-Puck was filmed backstage pissing in Jeff Jarrett's cowboy boots. <laughs> I remember that too. And this is all to build up for a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam. By the way, the next thing I have to watch is SummerSlam 98. I'm so excited. Um, so this is all to build up for a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam, X-Pac and Jeff Jarrett. We all remember X-Pac having short hair, so we obviously know who wins this. Um, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett does not win this. Um, and then we will enter my favorite era of Jeff Jarrett was, don't piss me off, Jeff Jarrett. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Um, uh. Okay. Uh, what, what else is that? Uh, Triple H and The Rock are feuding. They're going to have a ladder match. Oh, and I made Eliza watch this fucking segment. Oh, God. Where oh, God. It yeah. does not age well. And I was like, I just want to know your thoughts on Dwayne Johnson here, Eliza. Where Dwayne Johnson forces the entire nation of domination to hold down China on her knees and then says Mark Henry, kiss her. Yeah, does not yeah. Like And she gets saved by Shawn Michaels. And it goes absolutely nowhere with the Shawn Michaels thing. Like, it was just a one-off thing. He came in, saved her, and never seen again. Oh, that's a bit weird. Mm. Um, man. Okay. And that's my warp this week. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a quick look here because I know there was something on um, what's coming up this week. So we have NWA Crockett Cup. Will you be watching? Fuck me. No. Okay. I, I watched an interview. I saw a, a quote from an interview where Billy Corgan says, all these people need to shut up about having Tyrus as champ or some shit like that. Oh, you're not a real wrestling fan if you don't like Tyrus or something? Yeah, you're not a real wrestling fan if you don't like Tyrus. 
idiots. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's not really that much here I'm looking at that uh, jumps out at me. Um, Ryback's been teasing on Twitter he's going to wrestle Goldberg. Oh, and... Ryback is, yeah, special. Yeah. Yeah, he's very special on Twitter, but I want to say it. I really want to say it. Jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> should we talk Dominion before we sign things off? Let's talk about Dominion. Yes, Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall uh, saw their big winter event. Is it winter in Japan? I'm not sure how it works. Anyhow. Uh, there's an advertised dark match here of a young line hat trick challenge. Oscar Luber will take on Owa, Oleg, and Nakashima. I thought you were gonna say it was fucking Francisco Akira having a penalty shootout and he had to <laughs> score three <laughs> because we know how Italians go in penalty shootouts. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Okay, interesting. Interesting little concept. We'll have the uh, tournament finals for the number one contender to the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. So it'll see Lance Archer take on Will Osbury. Remember when Archer was all elite? I mean, yeah. His, <laughs> he probably should have been the first TNT champion. Well, yes, but uh, nepotism. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, just five guys will take part in an eight-man tag team match that will see Taichi, Doki, Katamaru, and Taka take on Los Ingobernables de Japon, members Naito, Shingo, Bushi, and Titan. <laughs> so just most of the guys. <laughs> yes. Yes, as they're... As they're li- I guess he's the de facto leader because he's world champ. I'm not sure. No, Tap is the leader. Shut up. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will defend his NJPW world championship against Jeff Cobb. Uh, I mean, that'll be really good. The team of Catch 2-2 will challenge for the IWGP junior heavyweight tag title. So the team of Nisko, Akira, and TJP, your boy, will take on the team of the champions. Saying that. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Fuck. I don't <laughs> want him to be. Okay, then. He is. <laughs> hey, if Frill Billy... <laughs> Frill, what is Frill Billy's match? Oh, that's right. It's EC3 defending the national championship against Brill Billy at the Crockett Cup. I love the Thrill Billy. Thrill okay. Billy's my boy. <laughs> there you go, then. Be happy. Take on <laughs> the championship team that is Intergalactic Jets setters of Kushida and Kevin Knight. Okay. I love that name. Uh, for the vacated IWGP and strong openweight tag team championships, it'll see the teams of Bushimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi challenge House of Torture members Evil and Yujiro Takahashi also challenge United Empire's Grodo Khan and Aaron Hanare. Oh, my God. Who do you put the double belts on? 
I oh, hate Hanare. So, so it's for both belts. I hate that. It's for the IWGP <coughs> strong tag belts. So I fucking tag hate belts. that. Oh, fucking stupid. Okay. Um, uh, oh, I guess by de facto, uh, you put it on Aaron Hanare and Great Ocon. Yeah, another Kiwi champ. Yeah, I mean, by de facto, do that. Course or correct, pu- so it stays on United Empire. Yeah, I mean, by de facto, do that. I'd rather that than, no offence, Goto and Yoshihashi. I think we've run the course with you two. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to live in a world where Yujiro Takahashi's a champion in 2023. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. Fuck, that is actually the worst of the three options, isn't it? House of Torture, Evil and Utero as double tag champs. Yeah, I, I fucking hate that option, but also part of me wants to say it. I'm just so burnt out on Evil because of that G1 with Dick to go. Oh, I, who, who, by the way, is on my um, time warp. <laughs> As a member of Kai and Tai. So weird that nearly 25 years later, the guy still wrestles sometimes. Uh, I mean, some of the last surviving fucking members of the Attitude Era, Tucker Michinoku and Dick Togo, are still regularly on television wrestling in Japan. With a major company, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, match seven here. David Finley will defend the never open weight championship against Al Fantasmo, who's now not in Bullet Club. I mean, sure. I'm just worried that I, I haven't seen his babyface run yet. I'm just worried that he's going to be generic as fuck as a babyface. He plays very well into dickhead heel like Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Imagine Logan Paul being a babyface. Well, they tried that with Roman, and actually, with Roman, it kind of worked, just because Roman is so fucking naturally unlikable, but with anyone else, it wouldn't have worked. Same reason why it worked against The Miz with Logan, but it's not going to work against most heels. Okay, a match that might gain your interest here. It's a trios match for the never open weight six man tag team championship that'll see Chaos members Okada and Ishii, along with Hiroshi Tanahashi, the defending champs, take on Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Castanoli, uh, and Shuda Shoto Umino. Hey, what's going on here? They're, they're in Japan. Yep. They'll be in Japan this weekend. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, put the fucking never open weight titles on those guys. Yeah, then you've got double champ Claudio. I does, mean... Does Claudio walk out with his Ring of Honor title? I mean, who's he defending that against in the future? I mean, send Robbie back stateside and do another taping of that. That was a good match. That was a good match. I did go out of my way to check that one match out. Uh, and two co-main events here, of course, uh, 
best of the Super Junior winner, Master Watto, gets his uh, championship match here against Hiromu for the junior title. And in your main event for the world title will be Sonata defending against Yoda Suji. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, part, this, of, part of me thinks that, oh man, to bring Yoda Suji back and immediately put him in the world title picture. It gives me flashbacks to what they did with Okada. Strapping the rocket to him. Mm. But yeah. also, oh, it's a bit early to take the belt off Sonata. Yeah, that's true too. Um, they did it with Jay White. When White came back, he didn't win the belt straight away, but he challenged for it straight away and then spent the next year getting back to it. Yeah, I I haven't seen enough of this version of Yoda Suji to really know, but he's LRJ now, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, because he did the hand gesture when he returned. I'm just having a quick look. Uh, Evil's Betrayal members. It doesn't have him listed as an official member. He did the fist thing. <laughs> He fisted. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that you only fist when you're in LIJ. Yeah. I mean, now that the shield's not around, that's so if you fist, you're in LIJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's have let's have a double fisting match of the shield versus LIJ. I mean, has Naito versus Mox happened yet? I feel like it has, and I feel like it was shit, and that's why we forgot it. Yeah, I could see that being a shit match. I can see how that match turns to crap. But I could also see how it would be a banger. Uh, Yeah, it happened in the G1 Climax uh, 2019. (coughs) Man, what a lifetime ago. Yeah. And we were podcasting back then, too. Wow. I've been around a bit. Uh, four and a four and a quarter stars from the Observer. Oh, okay, so it went all right then. Yeah, that was the whole tournament when um Mox got shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that was great. Mox was on fire in that one. That fucking Ishi match lives in my brain. Ah oh, man, okay. Anything else to uh, touch on? I there's a couple of big Aussie events this weekend. Or at least one. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's actually big? So we've got uh, Saturday the 3rd. Melbourne City Wrestling presents High Stakes. Yeah. Uh, that'll be airing on fire. I think, does MCW do live or do they do VOD still? I can't remember. Uh. Hey, we'll do Fuck it, we'll do it live. Check up all this stuff. Oh, Renegades of Wrestling Brewery Brawl premieres in seven hours, seven o'clock Friday. There you go. Go watch that, humans. Yeah, do that. Uh, I'm just having a look here. Because I know ML, not MLW, MCW is on fight. Oh, yeah. There it is. Uh, So it'll be tape delayed. Airing next Friday, so if you're if you're in the Melbourne area, go watch live. Otherwise, you can watch on fight for ten bucks next week. 
we do need to get back to talking about Aussie wrestling more. Yeah, it was the heart and soul of this, so yeah, we need to get back to that. It was the heart and the Tamashi of this. Because oh Tamashi means soul in Japanese, remember? Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a few other shows. Uh, New Horizons has a show in Perth. Um, Gippsland Pro Wrestling is back, if you're interested in that. Nui Pro is having a show on the 3rd as well, and Pro Wrestling League in Queensland. Yeah. I'm trying to get back into the Aussie wrestling, you know. We've got to work these things out. We've got to do fugs again soon. <coughs> it's coming, I swear, humans. We had just... to wait for everything to freaking quieten down with work and everything. Yeah. Um, and I have a new internet provider, so my internet's kind of good at the moment. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well... Yeah. Yeah, get uh, fucked up, just. <laughs> I'm out, bitches. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, uh, where can the good humans find you? You find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at Wrestle Oddstyle with an AUS. Uh, search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oddstyle, and you can find Chris at. at I'm Chris Wonder, or come watch me game on Twitch when my internet provider doesn't want to be a dick. Wednesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Australian East Sand Time, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Funder. You can go back and rest, listen or wrestle to the listening of stars. <laughs> wrestle to the listening of stars. Okay. It's been a fucking day. Uh, yes, go back and listening to the Wrestling All Star Archives for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day and we'll speak to you next time. In hindsight, humans, I just want to apologise for the coughs every now and then that I forgot to unmute. Guess who's got the spicy flu? Really? Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> oh, and wait. The worst part is that, like, I feel like shit. And fair enough. It's, it's nothing to joke about. But legally... I can just go out and do whatever I want. I mean, 
Yeah, you can now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fucked. Because uh, I found out I got it from someone who just had COVID and just kept bowling. Dickhead. Fucking asshole. Please wear a mask. I mean, what the fuck, man? What the know. fuck? Anyway. So, yeah. So that's why I I didn't manage to hit the mute button in time for a few coughs. Sorry, humans. Apologies yeah. in hindsight. It, it's, it's been... Uh... Going around again, unfortunately, but um, yeah, at least uh, enough people are vaccinated that it's not to the point where it was before, thankfully. Yeah, I've had like this is my second time having it, thankfully. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, poor bugger. This is only my second time, thank God. Uh, I know people that have had it a lot more than that, believe I'm it or not. I'm surprised, um, yeah, you haven't picked it up a bit more. With work and everything now, and I'm surprised oh. I haven't died a second time, to be honest. How the fuck have you managed to avoid it as good as you have? <laughs> because I mean, I'm constantly washing my hands and disinfecting the counter at work. Yeah, nah, nah. Fuck cleaning, Jesus, nah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to do it, no one else is. Yeah, I mean, like, so... So I will say I have had five vaxes now and I've had the shot five times now and this time around it is not hitting me as hard as it was. Like I'm still able to fucking run around the house and do shit and you know, last time it was I got COVID, let's not record today. Yeah. So to that, yeah, but I tested positive last night. Yeah, so, bugger. How fun. Oh, oh, wait. Weren't you out of bowling last night? No. Oh. So no. you tested positive. So... Really, Ketis? You want to interrupt now? 